Well, welcome back to the Building Peace Initiative at youwantapeaceofmeonline.com. Uh, this is John Van Bladel, and today we're gonna. Our podcast is entitled "Articulating and Implementing Our Plan for Peace." Now, I'll be inviting the Bell of Mindfulness occasionally to slow me down a bit and let what I've said sink in and be considered. Uh, when you hear it, just take three breaths, normal breaths, in and out. Um, and then we will move on. And this is going to help us to come back to the moment in a world that's full of distractions and keeps pulling us away. Uh, you may notice that a good deal of your life you seem to be running from um, one place to another and having difficulty in staying in the moment. So this will give us a chance to slow down. So I'm going to invite the bell and we'll just breathe in and out all the way in and all the way out three times. So I hope you're taking the time to practice sitting or walking meditation. I mean, some for some of us it can be really difficult to sit. That's why we have walking meditation. Try yoga, Tai Chi, um, practice with others. Works really well for a lot of people. You have the energy of other people around you who are attempting to um, learn to be more present. And this will help you to remain flower fresh, mountain solid, water reflecting, and space free. Uh, Self-care is so important and we'll need to be as solid as we can be as we endeavor to create a more peaceful world. There's just so many challenges that we're going to face both externally and within ourselves from time to time. So let's take a look at what our plan is to this point. Um, We went over the mission of the Building Peace Initiative and you can find it on the website and our Facebook page and it basically states we're going to raise awareness about the concept of peace and support the study and practice of the discipline of peace. And we're going to provide forums including formal education, this being one of them, as a forum, Um, I guess you could call this informal education, so we can have a free and considerate exchange of ideas as we seek a more peaceful world. And we're going to support human rights and equal opportunity for all people, assisting them in realizing Uh, their full potential. I joke with people and say this is my plan for world domination to create a more just and peaceful world but um, (laughs) to me domination has a little bit of a different term. It means that we work collectively to preserve uh, our habitat and also the lives of each other. Um, In essence we're dominating ourselves in this case, getting uh, control of ourselves uh, and direct our energies towards um, Survival. Um, Actually, something more than survival. Flourishing. So, we also define peace. Uh, Negative peace, remember, was the absence of war. And positive peace is a social condition where people are not being exploited and where there are... there's not discrimination or racism or structural violence. Um, So what we have is an equitable... um, environment that we all can benefit from and and this is the piece I really like ecological harmony and that's going to become more significant uh, with the environmental issues that we're 
you know, that we've caused. So what we want here is everyone to have the opportunity um, to reach their potential. Um, and our focus on human rights is going to be the key here. We've also established a compassionate communication guidelines. Um, there's 12 of them. And if we can listen with the express intent of understanding what the other person has to say, we've accomplished some things. And just that act of listening can reduce a good deal of suffering. And I'll just touch on them. You know, do no harm. We're going to look to preserve life um, through practicing understanding and compassion and promoting peaceful methods of resolving conflicts. Um, we want to have the compassion as the basis for our actions, and we're looking to reduce the suffering of others whenever we can. And later on in this series, we'll uh, talk more about some of the people who are a little bit more difficult to deal with. Because uh, as I've said numerous times before, sometimes mist people mistake kindness and compassion for weakness and stupidity and figure they can push you around. So an informed, assertive compassion is, is important. Uh, listening deeply to understand each other, listening without judgment, and that's really hard. And when we talk about Rosenberg and some of the blocks to communication, uh, we diagnose people quickly. You know, if you diagnose someone as an a-hole, um, you've stopped listening. And that's a very common diagnosis. They ought to include that in the DSM-5. Uh, so I'm going to speak kindly and respectfully in a manner that fosters dialogue. Words are important, and the words we choose make a huge, huge difference. Um, be inclusive rather than exclusive. I was um, watching Jeopardy, and there were the it's the elections are coming up the midterms. So there's a lot of attack ads, us versus them. Um, in reality, it's the ideology that causes a great deal of misunderstanding and suffering. Most people uh, want have similar goals uh, in their lives, and that's to have a meaningful life. Appreciate others. Try this. Just to tell someone you appreciate them. Thank you for being you. That goes a long way. Um, dialogue instead of gossip. Oh, it's so hard. Um, I find that I really only gossip when there aren't avenues to resolve a conflict. And most of you have workplaces, so you know that sometimes there are really not avenues to resolve conflicts. So you have to figure out a way to deal whatever angst um, you're experiencing and sometimes it's not the best option but there aren't that many options available if the workplace isn't supporting um, clear direct and honest communication apologizing sincerely that can get a little bit tricky but uh, with most people again they will appreciate an apology i talked about appropriate assertion and you know here's here's the thing be proactive instead of reactive um, i know with the golden rule people often will say I'm going to treat others the way they treat me. That's reversed. You want to set the tone. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And support each other in reaching our own, our full potential. You know, if you find a meaningful direction in life, uh, and I've helped support, you get, helped support you getting there, that's really gratifying to me, because I know you're going to be a happier person, and the world's going to be um, that much better. Uh, we've also incorporated... Whoop, wait a minute. Going too fast. It's time for the bell.
I think all these uh, short presentations have gotten into my head. I think, what is it, uh, online learning? They were saying, don't go longer than like six minutes because people lose attention. I thought, wow, that's really hard to do. And you can't explain everything in six minutes. Um, and you certainly can't explain what we're talking about in six minutes, but I'll try and stay somewhere between 15 and 20. Uh, so we've incorporated mindfulness into our practice and also how that can help us practice peace. Now, again, mindfulness, it's active open attention to the present, uh, being aware of the present moment, experiencing it fully, and observing your thoughts and feelings without judging them as good or bad. In essence, you're watching how your mind operates and being aware of it. Now, compassion for oneself is a crucial component of this. Uh, and I've, because uh, very often people will judge themselves, particularly when they start meditating. Uh, it's very hard to sit. Your mind goes over, all over the place. I can't do this. I'm no good at it. Well, no, that's not true. You're just watching where your mind goes. And I've known plenty of people who are long-term meditators who drift off to making their grocery list or planning what they're going to do for the weekend. That's what our minds do. So realize it without judgment. Now, on youwantapieceofmeonline.com, I posted a number of websites that I use, or, you know, YouTube channels, uh, or postings that I use for relaxation and meditation based on following one's breath. Um, we want to be able to remain calm enough to see reality clearly and not be pulled into a flight, fight-flight reaction, um, which leads us to return to old ways of handling conflict. Uh, and again, this does not mean you are passive. Um, I'm often actively and energetically engaged in the practice of peace, but I'm very aware of how I and others are feeling and deliberate in my choice of words uh, and my actions. How many times I've said to myself when I've started to get upset with someone and reverted, look to revert to some type of a jousting contest, um, don't say anything to make it worse. Remember your long-term goal here. Uh, and that's helpful. So remember, um, we have to have some awareness of what's going on internally with us and also some empathy for what the other person might be experiencing. And a thought just came to mind. You know the old quote, keep calm and carry on? I think I want to replace it with be alarmed and actively engaged. Um, or maybe we can change that to mindfully aware and actively engaged. Uh, something a bit different because I, I don't think we can be calm, but we also can be passionate about what we're doing or if not passionate, committed. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Then we moved on to um, start to increase our knowledge basis in regards to how we're going to talk to each other. Now, I provided a lot of information to get you started to continue your, your practice with this. Um, so start where you're comfortable, okay? Uh, and don't feel as though you have to learn all this right away because it's, it's not going to happen that quickly. But if you do start to follow the compassionate communication guidelines, follow some of the basics of nonviolent communication by Rosenberg, you're going to start to see changes in yourself and in the people you're involved with. Significant others, friends, colleagues, classmates, students. And we also talked a bit about dealing with difficult people and situations. And we'll be talking about that at length because there are some people who require a bit of a different approach. And I'm with Rosenberg on this one, the use of protective force.
By the way, if you heard a little weirdness in the background, the helicopter just went by. Go figure. <laughs> I'm not in the soundproof room. <laughs> so we also talked about um, human rights. And in essence, that is our response to structural violence, uh, supporting human rights. And it's absolutely crucial that we understand these because I was talking in the human rights class today about how important it is to be able to speak coherently from a document that has been accepted by a great number of countries throughout the world. Now, because they've accepted it, it doesn't mean they're practicing it. And you know, I'm not going to get into that just yet. Uh, but we do so selectively. The key is the human rights are not a, privile a privilege, they're a right that everyone has a right to. And if we, you know, we can cite the U.S. Declaration of Independence or Bill of Rights, um, the U.N. Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Indigenous Peoples' Rights, I can go on and on, oh, the Convention on the Rights of the Children, um, then we have something that we can really uh, move forward from. So we're putting it all together. Uh, you are now equipped to contribute to and support a more peaceful world. And I'm not kidding. Uh, by now, if you've been involved with these podcasts, you know more than 99% of the population about the practice of peace. You can define peace. You have a cognitive framework to work from, a set of ethics, language, a method of being aware and calming your mind and body. And you've started to build a solid foundation about the theory and practice of peace along with examples of people who have been successful in the practice. And you have an exciting challenge ahead of you, a Sisyphean task, some would say. Um, but what better way to spend our time than attempting what many people feel is not possible, but is necessary if we're going to survive, um, not just survive, but flourish as a people and a planet. So. Here's one of the things I'm going to leave you with today. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of name dropping. It's always impossible until it's done. That's from Nelson Mandela. He should know. Uh, so don't be afraid to pull on the Martin Luther King Juniors, the Dorothy Days, Nadia Murad, some of these people who overcome tremendous odds to affect some really positive change, um, and stand on their shoulders or stand next to them. So that's it for today. Uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to look a bit more at Marshall Rosenberg and nonviolent communication, uh, the importance of empathy, and whatever else might come up. In the meantime, let's give ourselves and others some peace of mind. <laughs>